All right, it is the wild card matchup weekend, and for the first time ever, there will be six wild card games, and we're gonna pick them all. I'm here with Bobby and Matt. This is the extra point. What's going on, Matt? Yo, I'm pumped for this. Yes. I know my team is in there. None of our teams are in there, but yo, I'm ready. I'm locked and loaded. Yeah, likewise, man. I'm ready to rock and roll with this, man. I'm really excited for this. Uh, you know, this kind of new uh, playoff format right now. Mm -hmm. uh, big weekend ahead. A lot of games. Can't wait. Big, big weekend ahead. We're going to, like I said, we're going to go through all the games. So uh, why don't we jump right in? I tell you what, before we jump right in, I'm going to make a quick audible. Uh, co uh, coaching candidates. Uh, let's go ahead and just cover a couple of those real quick. Now, um, we had obviously also Trevor Lawrence committing today. That's another big one. Uh, you know, I'm pumped about that, guys. Definitely pumped about that. So I had to throw that out there. Uh, it's looking like that's going to end up being a thing. Uh, Bienemy interviews with the Jets and the uh, Jags today. And I had a couple. Yeah, he's the only one that has interviewed with every team that so, needs a head coaching job right now. So he's interviewed he's with the most teams. Back. He's interviewed with well, the most teams, but he did not interview with the Texans. <laughs> yeah. I think he's going to. I was reading. So I swear, I was reading something about it where it, 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 he was. He's going for every team. So I, maybe I read that wrong. No, you you might not be wrong that he's going to inter, going to interview for every team. But he has interviewed for every team with the exception of the Houston Texans at this point. Yeah, that's what okay. I heard. So okay. we'll see. Uh, we'll see. But he's definitely a hot candidate by far. Um, by far. Uh, Gettleman will be returning to the Giants. They're optimistic about him. So I know that he's kind of made some bad decisions. I, I'm not too big on him myself. Uh, any thoughts, guys? Um, sorry, who, I missed that. Who? Dave Gettleman. He is returning as the Giants' uh, GM. Um. Now, which one was was he the one uh, around for the Super Bowls? I don't. Or was he the one? In no, he's Carolina? the he's the most recent. He's the most recent uh, GM for the for the excuse me Giants. And he's staying with the Giants. Is that what yes, you're saying? Yes. Yeah, he's returning. Yeah. Okay. 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 So he's he's had a uh, he's been there three seasons. He's had a fifteen and thirty three overall record, um, and uh, the ownership saying no defending the record, but we do believe in him and he will be coming back. Uh, that's from Mara's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Go ahead, Bobby. Go ahead. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think it's good. You know, I mean. I don't see a reason to get rid of him right now. I mean, even with that record, you know, what it shows or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, losing Saquon Barkley, obviously chips away at those win-loss record and whatnot. Um, I think mean, that's their main priority right now, you know, is um, getting rid of Gettleman as their GM. I think they just want to see what they do with a healthy team, you know, another year with Danny Jones and um, a healthy Saquon. So keep him for another year see what happens. We should. No, I mean, I would. Yeah, I was gonna say the exact same thing, Bobby. Um, yeah, well, I mean, at this point, why, why not um, get get a healthy Saquon and and uh, Sterling Shepard showed out this year. He was really good, so you maybe add another receiver in there, whether free agency or draft, and uh, you know, go from the yeah, run it back at least one more year. And if you see real improvement, then you know, make your decision. But um, no, I'm, I agree, hundred percent with you. Raheem Morris also uh, interviewing with Jacksonville today. Uh, Salah, uh, Salah, excuse me, the defensive coordinator for the 49ers interviewed as well. Previously uh, was on the Jags staff with Gus Bradley in 2014 as a linebackers coach, believe it or not. Did not know that, learned that today. Um, Jerry Reese interviewed with the Panthers. 
Uh, and uh, Denver's still looking as well to hire a general manager after Elway vacates the position. All right, let's go ahead and move into these games. I just want to touch on a couple of those because there was some stuff going on around the league, and now we can kind of focus strictly on these matchups. And the first one being the Indianapolis Colts at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Seven seed versus the two seed being the Bills. Bills' first home playoff game since 96. Uh, They finished the season at 13-3. The Colts finished the season at 11-5. Matt, I'll I'll start with you. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about this matchup. Indy, Indy, uh, Buffalo, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. So, I, I mean, it's going to be a really good game, and this actually could go either way. I mean, it's all going to come down to is what it seemed like that last game of the year. Uh, if you shut out T.Y. Hilton right now, um, I, I, I really feel like you have a good chance, unless uh, what's-his-name again goes off for, you know, uh, Jonathan Taylor goes off for another 253 again, then, then I don't know. But I, I just think Buffalo is the overall better team. They the last three games, I mean, they were on a six game winning streak to end the season. It's they they've been on playoff mode in mm-hmm. playoff mode. And the last three opponent or two opponents, they beat by thirty points. The one before that was twenty nine points. Um, I just feel like they they're rolling right now, and that's the team quietly to look out for. There you go, Bobby. Thoughts? Yeah, twenty four twenty one was my score though. Uh, you, I'm sorry, twenty four twenty one. What was that? That was my score for that game. Who, uh, Buffalo. Buffalo got you. Okay, go ahead, Bobby. Yeah, I mean a very intriguing matchup. You know, I mean there's a obviously we got really you know six great matchups this week, but this one I have my circle right now. I mean we got the number two offense, you know, versus number ten offense, and the uh, you know the Bills being the number two offense and um, the Colts being number ten. Um, defensive-wise, it's going to be a good defensive game. You know, I just checked out the weather in Buffalo. There's no um, precipitation in the forecast. It's going to be cold. They're saying 32 degrees, you know, by game time. Mm-hmm. And then you got, you know, the Bills with the number 14 defense and um, the Colts with the number eight defense. Um, <clears throat> I just, you know, I just see uh, – I, I see a really hard-fought, you know, um, grindy AFC, you know, playoff football game. But I think the Bills just have a little bit too much uh, firepower. I think that, you know, Allen's going to um, be a difference maker in this game. Um, I see, you know, I see Diggs making a big play late in the game. I think this is going to be really close going, you know, into the fourth quarter. But I got I got the Bills uh, prevailing and moving on in this game, 21 to 17. Okay. All right. Um, so the first thing that obviously strikes you when you look at this matchup is how impressive Josh Allen's been this season. Over 4,500 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 to only 10 interceptions, excuse me, with a quarterback rating of 107. That is massively impressive on its own. Then you, you add into the fact that he can run the ball as well, and that, that completely changes the uh, dynamic. I think if Lamar Jackson wasn't in the league, we'd be talking more about Josh Allen as a mobile quarterback. Um the dude's been nothing short of fantastic this year. It's been a complete resurgence of his play, and it starts right there, and that's why I go so deep into context with him. Uh, Buffalo's going to need to get the game, running game going, though, because Frank Reich's not an idiot. He's going to start. He's going to try and shut down Stephon Diggs. That's going to be, you know, number one. Uh, Be- look, look for Beasley to get really involved in this game. If I'm Buffalo and I'm game planning against uh, this Frank Reich defense, I, I want to use him as much as possible. I want to get those linebackers moving around and – uh, Beasley, he's really the, you know, he's that, they're, they're, they're flash player. And, and I'm not saying these guys are on the same level, but he's their, their Edelman, Deshaun Jackson, sort of like kind of speed guy where he's not, he's not your true number one, but he, he makes the big plays inside the, inside the lines. 
Uh, so I look for Beasley to get involved in this one. I, I really do. Um, but at the end of the day, the Bills got to get the run game going. I believe their defense can do enough to beat Phillip Rivers and force uh, Jonathan Taylor to, to have a subpar game. I mean, he went against the Jacksonville defense with multiple, multiple players on IR. And that's not even talking – I'm not talking bias at all. I'm just talking realistic. You know, there, there's there's a lot to be said to that. And, and you're going against a whole different caliber of team and a whole different caliber of whether that they're conditioned for and you're not. Um, I do have the Buffalo Bills winning this one, 31 to 24. So give me the best. And by the way, you were, you by were, the way uh, go ahead, Bobby. By the way, my bad. The spread, you know, I was going to tell you guys the spread. The spread in this game is Buffalo by six and a half. There you go. Oh wow, that's pretty. Yeah, that's, wow. respe- that's that has a lot of respect for the Bills, Matt. Go ahead. You were going to say. But yeah, no, you were uh, West. You were talking about uh, Josh Allen and and yeah, that how how mobile he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. I mean, in his career, he's got 1,500 yards in, in the in the three years he's played and 25 touchdowns. I mean, yeah, this guy's definitely a, uh, a running threat. So yes, I just think like, yeah, like we've all said, I think the bills right now are, are overall just a better team right now. And they're rolling. Yeah, this this is going to be a really good matchup, and this dictates a lot of what goes on in the next round because this is a two versus seven matchup. So if the Colts somehow were to pull this off, they have they are heading to Arrowhead to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. That is just that is a guarantee that is going to happen, and then the Bills would take on the winner of one of the other games that we are going to talk about. So why don't we jump into the next game, and that's going to be the Los Angeles Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. This is one the second Saturday game at 4:40 p.m. It is in Seattle at CenturyLink Field. Bobby, go ahead and give us a spread. Start us off. Yeah, so this one, um, you know, another intriguing game right here. Um, Seattle's at home, fair by three and a half points. Um, you know, I mean, you know, last week, you know, the Seahawks pulled out a very close <clears throat> comfort victory over the 49ers. And, it, you know, the Rams prevailed over, you know, the division around the Cardinals, mm-hmm. you know, with their backup quarterbacks. Apparently, Jared Goff is going to be trying to suit up and play this game. Um, it still remains to be seen if uh, Cooper Cup and Michael Brockers, who were both play- placed on the COVID-19 list this week, if they're going to be back on the field. But, you know, going into that right there, I just think this is, um, <clears throat> this is a very intriguing matchup because you have two division rivals playing each other in the playoffs. Seattle's offense is ranked 17th. Rams are 11th. Um, Rams do have the number one ranked defense in the NFL right now. The Seahawks are at 22nd. Um, it's going to be another war. I, I don't see a high-scoring game. I see this as a great, vivid, gritty football game. Uh, DK Metcalf really hasn't lit up um, like he has previously in this year, and this is Russell Wilson's uh, season right here. I mean, this is what you know, this is his time of year. This is where he steps up his game. I see Seattle winning this game, twenty-four to fourteen. Actually, pulling away a little bit. All right. Okay. Uh, I'll go ahead and jump into this one next. Uh, yeah. Uh, one more time, the spread for me, Bobby, on that on this game. Yeah, so the spread on this game, again, is uh, Seattle's fair by three and a half. So the last four games of the season, Seattle has been uh, one of, if not the top defense in the league. That's a huge thing to talk about, considering how this team started. One of the worst in the league. They were there with Dax, uh, excuse me, Jacksonville and Dallas, uh, who were also at the bottom as far as defenses are concerned. Uh, through the very a very good part of the beginning of the year that you know they get Jamal Adams he does get injured pretty quick but now he's back and that whole defense is playing extremely well Dunlap has been kind of the jump start that they needed to get going and then uh, Russell Wilson we're talking about how this guy struggled I mean he he, he threw for 4,200 yards 40 touchdowns and 13 picks uh, 105 rating that's an off year for for R- Russell Wilson I mean like it, great it's, off year 
Yeah, exactly. And they went 12 and four. So uh, I, I think we can go ahead and put that back to rest. I think they honestly, it's one of those situations where they started, they lost those games at the right time. They, they're getting going right now. Uh, this team's playing pretty well. They're getting healthy. Um, I like Seattle in this game, and then that's because uh, the Rams, they're, they're banged up. There's not a lot to go on in the running game, and I know you could probably say the same thing with Seattle, but uh, Russell's got legs, so he can create run plays out of that, and, and, and whether it's options, tosses, RPO, whatever you want to call it. Um, he can make those things happen. Uh, Rams, you know Jalen Ramsey's going to show up to play. You know Aaron Donald's going to show up to play. Um who else is going to show up to play? That's my question. That's my question. There's just so many offensive weapons for this uh, for this uh, Seattle Seahawks team that as long as Russell Wilson can get away from Aaron Donald and get it away from Jalen Ramsey, they've got a good shot to win this game. So give me uh, Seattle in this one. Bobby, I'm kind of like you in this one. I have it a little bit closer, 20, uh, 24 to 20 Seattle. Yeah, Tyler Lockett before Wes goes on, right? Or, I'm sorry, before Mac goes on. Though. Tyler Lockett, you know uh, – him and Russ had a huge connection going on, you know, early midseason or whatnot. Oh, yeah. So, you know, he's due for a breakout game. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, so, th- yeah, this is a, a, a real tough game to, to, to pick. Um, when they played the last time, uh, it was a very close game, and Seattle scored a touchdown with under three minutes to go, and, and they held on from there, 29 or 22 9 game. And then the game before that, L.A. beat Seattle, um, and that's without Jared Goff throwing a touchdown. In this game, they don't even have Jared Goff. So it's going to be – I think Sean McVay is going to have enough offense, and uh, their defense is better than Seattle. So it's going to be, again, I'm right there with you on the uh, low scoring. I have the Rams winning this game 17-16. to 16. All right, all right. LA Rams getting the job done. I can see that score too, man. I actually really like, I like that score because that defense is going to get to Russ. There's no doubt about it. It's either going to be something like that or it's just going to be like, all right, fuck defense, and we're just it's just going to be some crazy shootout with this with this kid, Wolford, at quarterback. But Sean McVay is good enough uh, of an offensive mind, you know, coach to, to come up with something to – yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. Yeah, and so, like, going on Matt's point right there, though, you know, like, you know, these players, you know, I mean, unless you're like a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers where you're forever amazing in the playoffs, you know. I mean, Russ, you know, with his Super Bowl win and always competing in the playoffs, you know, eventually your run's got to end. So, I mean, if that were the case, I don't know if the time is now or whatnot, but you never know. And uh, even though I picked that game different by a different margin, um, that's not too far-fetched in my eyes either. Yeah, and it's funny you say that score, Matt, because the Rams right now are, are allowing an average of 18.5 points per game, which is fewest in the NFL. So, I mean, that's right on pace for what you were looking at. So, you know, another really good matchup. And this is a division rivalry game on top of that. They, these guys just met. I mean, it's going to be a good matchup. I'm excited for it. Now, the unlikely playoff game, home playoff game, should I say, of the year goes to uh, Landover, Maryland, where the Washington football team will be hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay's first playoff appearance since 2007. They finished 11-5 and on the year. The Washington football team finished 7-9 and on the year. Um, you got Rivera. You got Alex Smith, comeback player of the year, most more likely than not on that team, going against the GOAT and a streamline of wide receivers and tight ends to, to really bring a lot of offensive firepower to Chase Young. Uh, Chase Young. Oh. What's that? Sorry. 
Go ahead. My yeah, bad. Chase, Go ahead. Chase Young uh, calling out uh, Tom Brady saying, you know, he's looking for the GOAT. Bruce Arians say, be, says, be careful what you wish for. Bobby, give us a spread. I'll start this one out. Yeah, so um, this game, uh, Tampa's favored at home by eight points. The Tampa, Tampa, so Tampa's favored on the road by eight points then because Tampa's on the road. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's right. Isn't that crazy? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought a six and uh, ten team would be uh, playing at home? But, yes, no, the WTF football team is at home. Um, eight point underdogs to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a this was a tough one to look at, and I know it's I, I know I'm making it more complicated than it probably really needs to be, but uh, I like this matchup. Uh, I still at the end of the day have Tampa winning, but man, wouldn't it be crazy to see Washington pull it off? Um, as long as Alex Smith stays in that game, I see I still somehow see this being a somewhat close game. I don't think it gets too crazy out of hand. Maybe at the end they they pull away a little bit, and and that's kind of what I have is Tampa Bay winning this one, uh, 35 to uh to 24 like it's still going to be a close game until late and, and they're going to pull away right at the end you know but i i think this is going to be a very very tight game throughout i don't have a whole lot to say other than that i think uh tom brady gets to his targets pretty early and often but in the second half rivera gets some kind of gets that defense to be a little more sturdy and you see chase young starting to get to the quarterback as that offensive line tires down but uh yep give me the uh give me the tampa bay buccaneers uh matt yeah, I mean, I think all three of us are most likely going to have Tampa Bay. I'm picking Tampa Bay to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think Washington's defense is going to come after them early and often, make them uncomfortable. But eventually, Tom B- Tom Brady, you know, well, they're a way better team for one. But mm-hmm. uh, he's he's going to figure it out. And at the end of the game, score probably won't, uh, you know – reveal or show how close this game is going to be because i think it's actually going to be pretty close i do have tampa bay winning 30 to 17 mm-hmm. but i see some field goals in there and uh maybe a late touchdown while they're already up 23 17 which is you know they're right there so i yeah i think it's going to be you know i hope it's going to be a good game man i i you know with that with that washington quarterback situation if, if alex smith was Playing like he was, you know, what, four or five weeks ago or whatever it was, um, you know, I'd probably have this game a lot closer. Uh, but right now, I mean, if Heineke, Heineke, whatever the hell that guy's name is, uh, if he's got to come in, man, I, I don't see it. I, they're just going to – that defense is going to go after him. So I got, yeah, like I said, Tampa Bay winning this one. Uh, what you got, Bobby? Ooh, not so fast, my friend. Oh we'll my see. god! My god! Of all people, I know. You got, you got the, you got, you know me, man. Cowboy fan, not a huge WTF fan, but I give respect when respect is due. They're gonna, they're gonna come out playing hard in this game. You know, they're one of the um, uh, only two um, home teams that's not favored. You know, this wild card weekend, um, they're gonna come out. You know, they're gonna come out fired up. Ron Rivera's gonna have that defense flying around the ball. Um, you know, they're going to keep it close as long as they, you know, Alex Smith stays healthy in this game. Gibson's playing, McLaren, all of them are healthy. I think it's going to be a really close game at halftime. Um, but they are playing Tom Brady. Tom Brady is played, this is his, I think, 920th playoff game that he's playing right now. Close <laughs> to it. Gotta be. Yeah. <laughs> um, close game at half. Um, I just don't see the Washington football team. You know, keeping up on them in the second half, I think you're going to see um, 
I think Mike Evans is going to be back. I think I don't know what his status is right now, but I think that injury is not as. They said hyperextended. Uh, it was yeah. hyperextended. Oh, so yeah, that Mike Evans. Yeah, so it was. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, it seems like he might play. I, I hope they kind of actually hold him out. That's what I'm to do. Game, but he might go in and, and do like what Julio kind of does if he's banged up. He'll go in and just be a decoy when that helps. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll probably get half the reps that he usually, you know. I mean, they'd rather not use him, obviously. But I do see this game very close. I can even see it, like, tied at halftime because, you know, a good defense. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that um, Chase Young, um, careful (laughs) what you wish for. Don't forget, you are playing the GOAT. Um, Go ahead, keep going, my bad. Go ahead, Wes. That was no, that was me. That was my bad, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just saying that that um, yeah. I mean, again, like you just said, Tom Brady's been there and done it. But yeah, it could be tied at halftime. Again, it, it really, really comes down to that quarterback situation in Washington. It yeah. it really, really does. But Tampa Bay has had really bad starts this year, and they've only improved that in the last shoot two games. Um. Maybe not even that. Yeah, no, it was the last two or three games they started picking up the pace in the first half. But other than that, you know, 12 games of the season, they had notoriously really bad starts on offense. So if Washington can take advantage of that, you know, while Alex Smith is kind of fresh and feeling it, then who knows? But I just don't see it. Yeah, I mean, I see this maybe being like a 14-14 score at halftime. And then I just see, you know, Brady and, you know, company making adjustments at halftime because um, yeah. Brady's pretty much run that offense right there. I can see Gronk, you know, getting involved, you know, throughout the game, you know, I mean, with those weapons, even if Evans isn't out there, you know, with Godwin and, um, and obviously Brady and company, um, I see them pulling away in the second half. I got this game close, like I said, at halftime, but I got Tampa winning this game 31 to 20. All right. So a sweep with Tampa and we all kind of have the same sort of thing going on, you know, it being a close game, but Tampa Bay eventually pulling away. Yeah, this man over here let us on a little bit there. Yeah, he, he said, did. Oh, so yeah, I got excited. I got excited. Yeah, I know. Okay. I'm glad you said that, man. I'm glad you said that. That needed to be said. Yeah, it's gonna be close. It'll be close. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna keep it close for a minute, man. And then uh, I think they're gonna pull away. Now right, we got Baltimore at Tennessee. Uh, number five, Baltimore. Number five seed, excuse me, eleven and five versus number four seed Titans at eleven and five. The road team in this team in this game's history between the Ravens and Titans, the road team is four and zero in postseason matchup history. So Matt, or did we start with Matt last time? Yeah, let's start with Bobby. Bobby, I'm gonna start with you. You can give us a spread and then take this one away. Uh, yeah. So- go ahead uh, and uh, tell us: is it is the road team gonna be five and zero? Well, the Ravens are favored by three and a half in this game right here. I mean, this is probably the most intriguing matchup in my eyes, you know, going in wow. right now. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Ravens are favored by three and a half. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, you're going to see, obviously, you know, I mean, thanks to the rolling victory over, the t- you know, the Texans, the Titans came away with, a, you know, the AFC crown and they get to host this playoff game. Um, and it's going to be a good one. You know, I mean, they get a rematch, you know, with the team they knocked out, you know, in the playoffs last season. So. Um, and I see revenge right here. Um, I see revenge with Baltimore. You know the way that they're clicking right now on offense. I think that you know um, Lamar Jackson's you know starting to find their groove right now. Um, 
definitely you're going to see a heavy dose of Derrick Henry in this game. Um, you know, this is, you know, playoff ball. It's going to be a little chilly up there. They're going to ground a pound. When I, I see this as a really close game, probably my lowest score game of the weekend. I just, I see Lamar, you know, um, obviously running the ball a lot more, maybe 12 to 14 carries, you know, by him and a couple, um, you know, nice passes to Brown in this game. Um, I got this game as um, very, very, you know, the over and under in this game is 54 and a half, which is a lot, but I have this way low scoring than that. I got this game right here. I got it 20 to 17 Baltimore. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So looking at this game, it's uh, it's it, it is an intriguing matchup of two teams. You know, there's a lot to be said about these both these teams. You know, will Lamar and Kobe would get the passing game, the number 32 ranked passing game going? Um, that that's a big question. Um, they have the number 19 offense in the league, so that 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 kind of high powered offense you thought they had isn't as crazy as you think. It's just really the running game. Now this is also the matchup. Between the number one and two rushing leagues in the team, uh, in the number one and two rushing league teams in the league. Jeez, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, so, so that'll be an interesting matchup. I actually have the Titans winning this one. I have Lamar making mistakes, and while the Titans can't get to the quarterback, typically they're not going to have to because the quarterback's going to come to them. And that, what I mean by that is he's going to get outside of his his tackles, and when he does that, that's when the Tennessee Titans can strike. And I think they they take advantage of it and. Bobby, like you said, a low-scoring game. I have it a just a little bit different. Twenty-three, twenty, Tennessee. What you got, Matt? Uh, I had a real hard time picking this game. Me too. Uh, I don't Me know too. If you guys remember uh, where they're mid They played mid-season yep. against each other. 30-24, Tennessee. In overtime, mm-hmm. and Baltimore was up twenty-one ten in that game. And guess what? They got that good dose of uh, Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. and he just keeps pounding and pounding and pounding. Same thing's gonna happen. Uh, that w- uh, Bobby, you said the the points uh, or how many points were like fifty? What did you say, fifty-five and a half? Yeah, Something yeah. Like Total points in that game was fifty-five and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's kind of where I have it. I have Tennessee winning this game, twenty-seven to twenty-six, and Tennessee's. Probably almost going to do kind of the same thing. Baltimore might be up, you know, in the you know late in the third quarter, but once that fourth quarter hits, here comes Derrick Henry. So look out for that. That's what I got going on in this game. So let me ask you guys this: in the way that we have it right now, you know, me and Matt have obviously Tennessee winning, and and Bobby, you have Baltimore winning. But at the end of the day, say the Tennessee Titans pull this victory out versus Baltimore, do we start having questions about Lamar Jackson, or is there what can you attribute to that? I mean, this would be the third time in a row, third exit in a row. I mean, I mean, don't forget though. I mean, everybody thinks this guy's been a year in the league for like four or five years. Um, it's definitely something to be concerned. I don't think it's anything, you know, for them to not think that he's going to be their franchise quarterback. Um, you can't just give this guy, you know, a, um, you know, after three seasons, you just can't give up on him right there. He's just way too talented. Um, no, they don't give up on him at all. I mean, I think they'll try to build around him a little bit. And obviously teams are figuring him out. You know, they know that he's going to be a run threat. You know, he was very tough early in his career. You know, at RPO, run pass option right there with him pulling and running. And obviously teams are starting to figure that out right now. So, I mean, he's obviously got to improve in his passing game, but I don't think that's a cause of concern this year. You know, they lose this game. I think they still 
um, definitely, you know, I mean, there's no way to get rid of him next year. I mean, there's no question about it. You can't. Uh, I mean, the guy's just way too elite of an athlete, and he's way too young, too. Don't forget, this guy's only 21? No, 22 right now? So he's probably like, yeah. He's young. Is, yeah. He came out as a junior, you know, third year. So he's he's a baby. He's still a baby. But, um, I mean, it's something that, you know, I mean, they're not going to go in the draft thinking that they got to get no guy. They don't no. think he's going to be a franchise guy or whatnot, but uh, it's something that you got. You know, they're going to want to build around him, obviously, and they're going to figure out. You know, I mean, I think he needs more weapons on the outside, personally. I mean, look at his receivers. He, he doesn't have. I mean, you know, Brown's a great receiver. He's electric. Um, you know, the running backs right now. Um, Bro, they had to pick up Des Bryant. Yep, and he right. wasn't even. Yeah, they had to cut him and then bring him back because he wasn't even close. What do you mean? The guy hasn't played in three years. Like, don't get me wrong. Right. And he's played well once he's starting to, you know, especially the past couple of games. I think he's caught a touchdown uh, or two here in the past, just couple, the last couple of games of the season. So, yeah. But it's, yeah, no, nah, that's. Yeah, they're, they're, that's missing, they're, missing, they're missing an elite receiver. They don't have a true crazy number one, you know, to go to him. And like I say, he's not that elite drop back quarterback passer. You know that NFL thrives on, obviously, but um, no, they're not gonna, they're not gonna. I don't think that's a cause for concern. You know, right now next year, if it happens again, then you start talking. Okay, okay, fair enough. I, I, I mean, th- this is just me. I mean, as long as he keeps putting up these records and everything else, and and keeping the Ravens relevant, it's really tough, man. And I, I think Lamar Jackson's smart enough. He'll, he'll, I mean, they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll, they'll be able to get a game plan together for him that's good enough once they get a couple more receivers they need at least more depth at that position clearly yeah uh, and then tight end i think they're they're actually kind of missing uh hayden hurst uh this year um and he didn't didn't do too much on the falcons i was actually very let down by that um i think that was actually more of a matt ryan kind of thing but that's a whole nother topic but i do think the ravens are definitely missing him and um yeah, I mean, nah, you know, Lamar Jackson's a great quarterback. Pass, yeah, I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll see. Hey, man, we'll, we'll see. I do have them losing, but it could go you either make, way. You make a really good point right there, though. You know, a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, that's not your typical, you know, NFL quarterback that's Josh Beck, sits in the pocket, and then can read the whole defense like that and all the receivers. He needs a checkdown guy like that, like mm-hmm. an elite type. You know, that where he can just dump it off to, you know, whenever he's in trouble. He's not the greatest reader, obviously, you know, because, I mean, he's more of a look at two, tuck it and run because he's very athletic and elite athlete or not. So, I mean, that's definitely a huge, um, I think, in the, I think going into the draft or the offseason, you know, um, upgrading that tight end position or getting hers back. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's no way you, you can um, really even think about, um, replacing him right he's just yeah, waiting yeah, be, yeah, sure. i mean like you get rid of him you know he won't even be on the market for a half hour uh, yeah i don't think he would even like yeah hey, you're right minute. yeah exactly exactly it'd be like trying to go to buy a what the ps5s now there's like half the time they're sold out in two seconds bobby me and you tried for months it's like getting a vaccine there you go there no, you go all right, let's go ahead and jump on to the, into the next game. We got the 440 game, Chicago at New Orleans. Chicago's lost six straight games versus New Orleans. Their last win against New Orleans, week 15, 2008, so 12 years ago. We know they don't play every year, but still, that's a that's a hell of a stat. Um, Bobby, go ahead and give us the spread. I'll start this one out. Um, Saints are favored by eight. 
And as they should be, the Saints are, are leagues above this Bears team. They got another weapon back in Michael Thomas. My only concern is just making sure he fits into the system appropriately and they don't force things. Because sometimes if they force things, it can it can lead to disaster. We saw uh, Breeze's issues throughout the season at different points with uh, with interceptions and forcing things. And I don't while I don't think that's a big concern here in the playoffs, it is something to be mindful of. And any given Sunday, any team can win. Uh, that being said, I still am picking the Saints to win this game. Uh, I don't see them going crazy, but I do see them beating the Bears pretty handedly. I have the uh, I have the Saints winning this one, twenty-eight thirteen. Uh, Bobby, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of on board with you on this. Uh, I mean, it's really hard to, you know, Drew Brees and you know a healthy Kamara and um, Michael Thomas and company. Um, I mean, let's see. I mean. Saints got the 12th ranked offense. Um, Bears have the 26th ranked offense. Bears have the 11th ranked defense. And this was shocking to me, though, that the defense for the Saints are ranked fourth right now in the NFL. So I just don't see enough firepower, you know, for the Saints to hang on in this game. Um, I don't really even see it close going in in the first half, to be honest with you, right? I, I just I, I see a really big explosion in this game. I think it's going to be the biggest blowout this weekend. I got the Saints winning this game 42 to 20. 42 to 20. Okay. I like that score. Okay, Matt, finish it out. Oh, sorry, my bad, my bad. I had it on mute for a second. Yo, that's crazy that Bobby just said that because I literally had that same score, and then I was like, ah, I feel like that's a little much. Let me drop, let me drop the Saints back down a little bit. I had the Saints winning this game thirty-seven to twenty, and I don't think it's going to be really that close at all. I think they just got way too much going on. Uh, we'll see if Michael Thomas is going to come back and play. It looked like he might. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, nah, I just, I've been saying it all year. Fuck the bears. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. That's how I feel. So, so what was that final score? 37 to 20, 37 to 20. All right. I think, I, I think this is going to be the biggest lopsided. I mean, between the three of us right now, the scores, Same. I think this one might be the biggest lopsided win. You know, between all six matchups this week, personally. Yeah. You guys having extremely similar ones. I have a blowout as well. I don't have it close. I think, honestly, it's 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 out of hand by the third to fourth quarter. And, you know, they maybe score some garbage time, but that's about all I got. Uh, yeah, not, not too much else to go into in that game. But we have a lot to go into in this Cleveland-Pittsburgh game. Uh, you have several coaches missing. Um, it, it seems like there won't be any more negative or any more positive tests going to uh, to game time, uh, but it's obviously a fluid situation, so who knows? Bobby, go ahead and give us the spread, and Matt, lead us off, buddy. Yeah, so um, actually closer than I thought right now, considering the circumstances with um, Cleveland, mm-hmm. but um, <clears throat> Pittsburgh is favored by four and a half in this game. Yeah, that's pretty close. I mean, I, I have been winning by 10 in this game. I just way too much going on in Cleveland. I know they're going to fight, but I, I mean, come on. At the end of the day, Pittsburgh is going to beat them. They, 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 it's going to be in, I, I would, it'd blow my mind if the Browns actually won that game. I, I have Pittsburgh winning 27 17. Uh, I just don't see it. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. If I really wanted to pick the Browns in this game, but after all the losses and the coaching staff, 
I, I just don't see it. You know, Bobby, you mentioned, uh, mentioned, uh, excuse me, mentioned it multiple times in the episode yesterday. You know, look at Detroit, what happened with them. I mean, they the wheels fell off really quick. And I think, honestly, it could happen on this team as well. If the defense doesn't get started early, it could be a problem right off the bat. I don't think it gets crazy out of hand. I think, like you said, Matt, they, they play, but it, it's tough to see Pittsburgh losing this game, considering, again, the circumstances. Uh, I'm picking Pittsburgh to win this game. I have them 28 to 20. Bobby. Yeah. And <clears throat> I'll tell you what, man. I mean, I was, I, I've been high on Cleveland all year long. Same. You know, it's well, a great since story. Beckham went out, for, you know, I yeah. mean, it's unfortunate it's that he got injured. I'm not cheering an injury, but uh, it, it's hard to deny the fact that after he went out, this team got hot. Yeah. I mean, you know, the first time making the playoffs since 2002. So it's been 18 years <clears throat> going to see me going into the season though. I was, you know, I had them going to the playoffs, you know, in our preseason predictions and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, Mike Tomlin's a hell of a coach, man. I mean, that Ben Roethlisberger is a very seasoned guy when it comes to the playoffs. You know, I mean, this isn't their first rodeo. You know, he's going to get those. Tomlin's going to get those guys up. Ben's going to get those guys up. You know, um, obviously that offense hasn't been, you know, flourishing, you know, like, you know, they had early in the season or whatnot. Connor's just starting to get back into his own, you know, even though he hasn't shown much, but. Um, I just, you know, I just don't see a way that Cleveland can really hang with them in this game as much as I would love to see it, you know, and it being a close game. I just do not see Cleveland winning this football game. I would love to see it, though. I, I think a lot of people out there, fans, would love to see Cleveland win this football oh, yeah. game. Oh, yeah. You know, they would. I mean, it's a great story, but um, it's just not going to happen, man. I got Cleveland winning this game 31 to 20. Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm sorry, Pittsburgh, 31-20. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, I'm going to – I actually kind of decided late into the su- Sunday games to go ahead and record the uh, scores. So let's just go ahead and run through them one more time. I don't know if you guys have them written down. Uh, Matt, I'm pretty sure you do. Yeah. I Matt, mean, can you run me back your scores real quick? We'll start at the top. Yeah. 24-21 Buffalo. Okay. 17-16 LA. Okay. 30 to 17, Tampa Bay. Okay. 27, 26, Tennessee. All right, I got the rest after that one. Uh, Bobby, do you have yours written down? Hell no, but I remember them. All right, run me back. We'll start with Buffalo then. All right, so I got Buffalo, uh, 31, 20. Okay. Next game is what? Uh, LA Seattle. LA Seattle. Yeah, I got Seattle, 32 to 24. Okay. Next one's Tennessee. Is that Tennessee? No, uh, uh, Tampa Bay WFT. Yeah, Tampa Bay WFT. Yeah, that one's 3120. Okay. And then give me your Baltimore. Baltimore. Um, Baltimore was, hold on, I got it written down right here. Baltimore 3221. 3221. All right. Cool. And I'll get mine from the recording because, as you know, I do not write mine down. But I'll go back and look through them. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean, throughout these games, we do have a couple differences. Uh, the Baltimore game, Bobby, you got Baltimore taking it. Me and Matt have Tennessee. And then when you go to the uh, to the Seattle-LA Rams game, uh, Bobby, you and I have Seattle. Matt, you have the Rams. So there is definitely some uh, interesting matchups in this one. The Tennessee – or excuse me, the Cleveland game you have thrown off definitely with the COVID. Uh, Chicago at New Orleans, seeing a team like Chicago get in on a loss is kind of wild. You have the Washington football team getting in with a losing record. Um, the Rams, what's going on with the quarterback right now? Uh, there's very 
few teams right now in the playoffs that don't have some sort of issue going on. And then you have the two teams with the buys right now, the Chiefs and the Packers, who unquestionably are the, probably the two best teams in the league. I, I think the Bills would definitely be in that conversation as well. But uh, right now they stand alone as the uh, first teams into the next round of the playoffs. Uh, how far do you uh, do you anticipate these teams having an opportunity to go all the way, Matt? Oh, we're sorry, which teams here? Uh, we got the Chiefs and Packers. Just talk a little bit about them before we sign oh, off. Okay, the, yeah, those guys. Uh, I mean, those guys. We already know, man. Yeah. Come on now. What are we talking about? They're they're Super Bowl bound uh, unless something crazy happens. And yo, Packers, it's gonna be. I, I talked about it yesterday, I believe. It, I, I really, really think it's going to be Green Bay, Tampa Bay, uh, NFC Championship, and it's a toss-up between those two. Other than it being at Lambeau, but it's Tom Brady who played at Foxborough. So right. What about? And what a matchup that would be, man. Because if you look at that, you have um, you have the Packers who are going to be holding their own in Lambeau versus a Tampa Bay team that's one game away from being the first team in NFL history to host a Super Bowl. I mean that makes for a hell of a hell of a conversation if it gets to that. Yeah, it's insane. It's in, it really is. So, Bobby, uh, thoughts on the Chiefs and Packers? Any big notes about them? Anything you want to cover with them? I mean, you know, the enemy. He's been going through a lot of uh, a lot of of interviews. I mean, Matt, you covered it at the beginning. He's been interviewed with almost every single team or plans to with every single team. Bobby, as as a coach, you know, I know you haven't probably been pulled yeah. like that, but. Uh, as yeah. a coach, you know, with all, all sorts of things going on on top of that, how much of a distraction could that be? Or do you think he's just going to be, you know, well, it's not even going to affect him? No, I mean, it's not going to be that big of a distraction because, um, it, I mean, it's pretty much inevitable right now that Andy Reid and everybody in Chiefs Nation knows that he's not going to be the offensive quarter there next year. You know, mm. I mean, when you interview for all those teams, it's, uh, you know, it's his time. It's his time. It's time. It's time for him to be a head coach. And I personally believe that he will be able to choose wherever he wants to go as a coach. I think he's number one on everybody's radar out of those seven teams that he interviewed for, except for the Jaguars. You know, I truly believe, and, you know, I've been reading a lot about this. If, if Urban Meyer does not coach in the NFL, I think if Urban Meyer comes to coach, it's only going to be in Jacksonville. That's the only place he's going to go and coach. He's a Southern guy. It's a great situation for him. He's got the first pick. He's got that huge salary cap, you know, with, with 100 million and 11 picks. I mean, that's the only situation for Urban Meyer. And I think if he does not, if Urban Meyer does not choose to go to, and I think that Khan thinks that he's going to be, you know, I think that's their number one. I think I personally believe that Jacksonville thinks that that's the guy that they want. And if they don't get him, then I think the enemy is going to be the coach. So my, my guess right now is it's either going to be Urban Meyer or the enemy as the next Jaguars coach. Um, Distraction-wise for Kansas City, no. I mean, it is what it is. Andy Reid knows that he's going to be gone eventually. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, you know, like I say, he's not calling the place. Andy Reid's calling the place. You know what I mean? And and he's a huge huge aspect of that offense. And that's why I'm very skeptical skeptical about the enemy because – it's I know it's Andy Reid is is the mastermind behind the whole thing. So really, how good is this guy going to be? But all the players are, are, are raving about him. So that's kind of what you what a lot of people are going on. And I, I mean, I guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah. but you got to think this though. Like he he's such a player. He's such a player. I mean, he's like you're not bringing him in to like be the mastermind of the offense. Obviously, he's learned so much through Andy Reid. 
and you know, obviously he'll probably start calling, but he's going to hire a great offensive mind, you know, obviously like a veteran guy that knows a lot of offense in the NFL. I'm not saying like hire Jason Garrett or whatnot, but he's going to bring, you know, him being a rookie coach, he's going to bring in a, um, uh, um, experienced, you know, offensive coordinator in the NFL or the college level or whatnot, since this is his first head coaching job or whatnot. But, um, he's going to be a great hire. I mean, I, I truly believe I don't, you know, like a lot of people were knocking on Nagy, you know, the coach of the bears, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, well, you, you know, you came from, you know, Reed and like your offense didn't blow up, you know, like it was or not. But I think that's different though. Uh, I think it'd be a great hire. And like I say, he's going to be great for the program. He's a hell of a, hell of a guy. The players are going to love him. Um, he's going to, he's, he's going to sell them to the system. You know, it's going to be, be awesome. They get him. I know you want him, Wes, and I hope you guys get him. We'll see. Only time will tell. Well, that wraps it up for our wild card picks. We will be back next week to break down those games, and then we'll make our picks for the divisional round. But, uh, guys, this is fun. I like the playoff action. I like talking playoff football, man. It's, it feels like it's been forever. Yeah, it's awesome. We're, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here, so let's do it. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, it's be fun. Hey, Wes, so before you go, though, what was your thoughts when you found out that Lawrence officially declared today? I was officially hyped for the Sunshine Kid to come to Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah, I was I yeah. was officially hyped about it. I, I kept it definitely under lid until that moment, and then now that he's officially declared, it's pretty much all but inevitable that he'll be going to Jacksonville. Um, unless somehow, some way, somebody goes for fields, you know, I mean, like, yeah, it's an exciting time. Definitely an exciting time to be a Jacks fan. I heard, I heard he's already looking at places in Duval right now. So. Hey, man, I got a spot up the house, up the street. He can go get. You know, we'll be friends. <laughs> bring him over in the off season, man, and barbecue with him, right? You already know, man. You already know. Well, for Bobby and Matt, it's been the extra point. We'll see you next week. Peace. All right, fellas.